Welcome to Season 2 of Living in the Pages. I'm Willow Astor, and today I speak with Aletha Romig, New York Times bestselling author. We discuss layers, the ultimate conversationalist, this year's goals, and turning off the microphone. Good morning, Aletha. Good morning, Willow. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. So this is airing on January 10th, and your book just came out two days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. I've read Secrets and Lies, and I can't wait to see how the trilogy ends with promises. Oh, well, thank you for reading. Yeah. What inspired this story? You know, I wanted to get back into dark romance. I um, kind of am known for my Consequences series and my Infidelity series, which is not about cheating, which became its new tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so I took a break for a while because, honestly, the Infidelity series really wore me out. Uh, it took me over a year to write the whole thing, and I was just kind of exhausted. Yeah. And I'm known for having lots of twists and turns and layers. So, I mean, it's kind of complicated writing mm-hmm. and um, I needed a break. So I did a few lighter ones, which I really, really enjoyed. But I think that the world expects more of the dark and twisted from me. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to try to get back into it and came up with the idea of Sterling and Arrhenia. So I'm really enjoying them. So I've been saying that different in my head this whole time. You know, I say it differently too. And I there really are two different pronunciations. He says Arena. Okay. And the mother says Arania. Oh. So there's two different pronunciations. So it comes out of my mouth differently too. <laughs> it's just a strange name. <laughs> I've been saying Arena. Arena, Arena, so, yes. I was wrong on both counts. I know. It's so complicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it means spider. So there was a reason to it. Yes. And that was the whole point. I do love the way you layer your stories. I was thinking while reading it, oh, this would be hard to pull off well. And you do. You pull it off so well. Thank you. But I can see why it would be kind of exhausting also. It is all consuming because I am really not a plotter. Really? So it's more like I have to, I get kind of part way and then it's like, okay, how do I make this all work now? And make sure, you know, I spend a lot of time with promises, making sure that all the loose ends were all taken care of because, you know, I I don't want to lead you along and then leave things hanging in the, in the wind. So, I mean, I kept going back with my betas and saying, no, is there anything I have an answer? Is there anything I have an answer? Do you have to read it? back a lot or do you just remember? Um, both. Um, mostly I remember these because I wrote them a lot faster than Infidelity. With Infidelity, there was four months between each book. So okay. there were times that I would reread mm-hmm. just to make sure I was caught up. And I did at the end of this, when I sent it off for the first um, round of editing, I started again at the beginning of Secrets and read all the way through. Again, mostly to make sure that I didn't mess anything up and I didn't forget anything. Mm. My notes are not a nice whiteboard. I have like chicken scraps all over. So I have to go through and figure out what I wrote. That's so interesting. I just would have assumed that you were a heavy plotter because of the way you tie it all in. So that's extra impressive. Well, thank you. How many books have you written now? Promises is number 27. Okay, man, that's so great. And when did you start writing? I started writing in 2009 with Consequences that came out in 2011. Hmm. Would you consider yourself a fast writer or slow writer? Well, I used to be. I mean, I think I've gotten faster. Uh Um, It just kind of depends on where I am in the story. Right now I'm working on Twisted, which is the first of a new trilogy coming out in the spring. And um, I'm pretty slow right now because I'm just trying to get the story in my head. Mm. But once the story's all there, then it goes pretty fast. That's so fun. 
I read on your website that you were a dental hygienist before. I was for almost 30 years. Wow. Do you miss that at all? Uh, no, I, I did um, see a really neat video of um, someone cleaning teeth. And so I posted it on my, in my Facebook. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's pretty gross, but I, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, I, I miss, I guess, I, a little bit of the people I worked with, but I still see them. Hmm. So, and I had wonderful patients. I was at the same office for like 15 years. So I would see, um, you know, a lot of families and I do, I didn't miss seeing all them. And I see them once in a while in stores and they don't remember it. They're like, they don't know why. (laughs) You're out of place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel like you have to be a great conversationalist to be a dental hygienist. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was one of my strong suits. And and that was something that when I left, people would tell me they missed. And you don't realize how much you talk until a patient walks in that you haven't seen in six months and they say, how's your daughter's new car? Is it still, Aww. you know, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, I must have told him everything <laughs> about my family. <laughs> that could be kind of like therapy. Well, you can be. And um, it also made my children very upset. <laughs> Our town isn't that big. And they'd meet someone and they'd say, oh, that's your mom. Oh, you just got in an accident. Oh, Are you no. okay? <laughs> 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 my daughter would get home from work and she'd be like, mom, stop talking about me. <laughs> How many kids do you have? We have three. Aww. The oldest is 29 um, and then 28 and 22. Wow. That's and awesome. Our youngest lives with us. So no grandkids yet. No grandkids yet. Our daughter is the only one married. She's the 28 year old and uh, they just got married last April. So we're not rushing things. And right. yep, so they just bought a new house and things like that. So they're, you know, doing that kind of stuff. We have a grandchild in quotation marks who calls us grandma and grandpa and she's three Aww. and we're super excited that she's going to have a little brother or sister coming up. So we do have extended family. Fun. So besides writing faster now, what do you think, how have things changed for you and in the market since you published in 2011? Oh my gosh. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge. The market's changed tremendously back when you put it back in 2011 you put out a book and didn't do anything about it mm-hmm. and people just found it and read it and you know you just sat there right. and now it's a constant uphill battle how have you adjusted to that i do a lot of advertising um i do a, you know both on facebook amazon and bookbub mm-hmm. and that kind of, i mean and it helps but it's still it still is an uphill battle it's still hard right and it just i I mean, sometimes because I feel like I have, you know, stood on the rooftop and screamed about my new trilogy and then I'll receive like a message through my website or something, which again has all the new trilogy stuff on it. And they'll say, oh gosh, Aletha, I didn't know you had anything new out. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Right. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think it is? Is it because there are so many other writers out there doing the same thing? Is it something that's being hidden? What do you think? I think that there's just so much information. I mean, for example, on my my Facebook, it seems like lately all that's popping up is news clips, you know, mm-hmm. like Yahoo News or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not getting the posts from the people that I follow or that I know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy to miss things. Yeah, it is. So Sterling Sparrow, he is an intense fellow. Isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> Arania. Arania. Both of those work for me. They, you said it well. <laughs> She's so good at ignoring his demands. 
Do you know anyone like these two? Are they inspired by anyone? I, I wouldn't say they're inspired by anyone. I'd say they're inspired by all the heroes and heroines out there. Um, I mean, one of the things I guess I wanted was a, you know, an overpowering, strong alpha who can mm-hmm. be kind of a jerk. Um, but also, and I know this, you know, I don't know, I'm not trying to be politically correct, but in this world, I wanted I wanted her to consent to everything. Mm -hmm. So no matter what he does, it's when she finally says yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, that was a big, that was a big part of it for me, but she had to be strong enough to stand up to him to tell him no first. And, um, you know, and and she is, I think she's great. I love Mm -hmm. her. You know, it just blows my mind that I can get like 25 reviews that say, Oh, I just love her. She's so strong. She's so witty. She's, you know, she's spunky. And then I get reviews that are like, Oh, I could read this if it wasn't for the heroine. It was so weak. I can't stand Aww. heroines. And it's like, okay, well, you're not going to make everybody happy, whatever. Because no. <laughs> I think she's strong. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. What gets you in the alpha frame of mind when you need to write these characters or a strong heroine for that matter? You know, I think the hero, I really go to my own heroes um, or anti-heroes, however you want to categorize them. Um, Anthony Rawlings from Consequences. Um, everybody loved him, even though he was really not a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And not everybody. There's still people out there that hate him, but most people love him. And then Lennox Dimitri, Knox Dimitri. Um, I mean, I think that there's something about, I don't know, self-confidence, I guess, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of arrogance. Um, heaven forbid I use the word cocky, but, you know, a little bit of cockiness <laughs> to them. Um, and I think that that's, that's appealing in doses. I mean, yeah. like there has to be, they have to be able to back it up though. Right. I mean, like it can't just be all talk and no action. There has to be an element of soft as well, I think, to make a good alpha. Don't you? I think so too. And I think that, I mean, I also think that the um, need to protect whether she doesn't think she needs protection or not, or, you mm-hmm. know, make sure she's safe, you know, that kind of thing. I think that is a, um, a super big element too. What do you look for when you're thinking about a strong heroine? What elements are you going for? Um, I guess um, not shying away, you know, standing up for herself. Um, but I th- also think that there's a there is a fine line, and I think readers are are harder on heroines than they are on on heroes. Definitely. A fine line between um, being you know standing up for herself and being whiny or bitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hope I can say that on your <laughs> your program. Yes. <laughs> um, but, um, but I mean, so there has to be you know a give and take there too, mm-hmm. because otherwise she can come across, you know, in a negative way. It, it is a fine line. It's hard to pull off. And I think you're doing it well with this series. Can you tell us a little bit about the series you're working on now? Is it far enough for you to say anything about? Uh, well, I, it's really not, but I can tell you that it's connected to this um, trilogy, but far enough removed that once they're all out, you could read them in either order. Okay. You could read the, um, it's called Tangled Web. You could read Tangled Web first and then read Web of Sin second. Um, But there is a little bit of carryover of a few characters. Okay. So what's an average day for you look like? Well, I do my best writing first thing in the morning. So I get up and um, my husband and I work together. That's fun. So we get up and we pretty much have coffee and breakfast and then um, we go to work. And I 
right, right now around a release, it's really hard because there's a lot of interaction on Facebook and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like as right while I was waiting for you to call, I was closing out some giveaways and all that kind of stuff. But that's starting to slow down now. And it'll what will happen is I'll just check out all my emails and then I'll just start writing and then pop on Facebook once in a while when I can or Twitter and, mm-hmm. you know, put things out there. But right now for the last week or so, it's just almost constant social media trying mm-hmm. to get the word out that, right. you know, there's a new release and all that. Do you take time off typically between books or series to kind of regroup? Or market. Yes, I do. And I mean, I did this time almost too much because I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm back on on a crunch schedule. Um, But you kind of, I kind of need it to decompress Mm -hmm. and to also, you know, it's hard to make sure I want Tangled Web. I want my hero on Tangled Web to be different than Sterling and different than Linux, different than, I mean, so I can't go just straight into the next one or at least, I mean, other people can, I think, but I can't because I don't want them to come across too much like what I was just writing. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's do a fast five. I'll ask questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Favorite beverage? Iced tea or wine. It's a awesome. <laughs> Sweet or unsweet? <laughs> unsweet. Okay. Best TV series ever? Game of Thrones. Pizza or tacos? Oh, I'm on keto. I can't do either. Oh, um, <laughs> But if I could, I would probably take tacos. Okay. Last book you loved? I can't say my own, right? Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I am going to say the um, Mount Trilogy by um, Megan March. Okay. Flying or invisibility? Flying. Nice. Are you the kind who makes resolutions? I am not. Nope. Okay. So... Are there any goals you're aspiring to this year or do you kind of play it by ear? Well, I guess I goals to be healthier. My husband and I have, have lost some weight with this keto diet and we feel better. That's the big thing. Good. Um, and then also, so goals to continue with it. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to cheat once in a while, but to try to make this more of a lifestyle for us than just a diet. Mm-hmm. And um, then also for writing, I mean, I would really like to be able to put out maybe two of these trilogies a year. Two trilogies. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's, I mean, so that's a, that's a kind of lofty goal, but that's what I'm hoping for. How many words would you say you write a day? Again, it depends where I am in the book, but when I was getting toward the end of Promises, it was probably between seven and 10 a day, thousand. Oh my word. I am so envious. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) But that's when the story is just so alive, like I can't type fast enough to get it on there. I mean, in the beginning, it's maybe, you know, 1500 to 2000 a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just, you know, but as the story grows and, and Basically, the characters come to life in my head, and I know I sound like I'm nuts, but they do, and then they tell the story. And so I just am there trying to put it on paper. Get it down fast enough. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I have some catching up to do with some of your other books. What is a favorite of yours and why? I would say the Infidelity series. Nine, well, probably eight people out of 10 are going to tell you consequences, but um, I love the Infidelity series. It's very layered also, and I just, I, I worked on it for so long, and I fell in love with the characters. Um, all of them. I mean, and there's four POVs in there. Okay. So it's um, not just, I mean, I similar to like what you just read in um, Lies, how you got Annabelle's POV. Yeah. I, I like to put in, instead of just telling people about the past, I like to show it to them mm-hmm. so that they can experience it also. So I really, really love my Infidelity series. My Consequences series is fine, 
and everybody can compares everything to it, but mm-hmm. my writing so much worse back then. And I read it, <laughs> I, I cringe and people, people are like, Oh no, it's, you know, your best work. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, then I should retire today. Oh. But um, <laughs> I think the thing about it was that I didn't know any rules and there's a lot of emotion in it because mm-hmm. I just don't. So I think that has something to say, you know, that has a plus, but as far as the writing infidelity and um, web of sin, I think are much better. Okay. Well, it's, time to sing a song, I think. Oh, well, you have fun with that. (laughs) This is a part we do at the end of my podcast. Okay. (laughs) Do you have any songs on your heart today? (laughs) Well, you know, I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody for the second time last night. So, you know, anything Queen, I think would be great. (laughs) But I cannot carry a tune in a bucket. So um, better. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I could pull off Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, actually, my husband and I were talking about Radio Gaga this morning, which is another Queen song. But I, I don't think you want to hear me sing that one either. <laughs> you know, you know, you when someone tells you something when you're like, I don't know, ten years old, it sticks with you forever. I did not make choir in fifth grade, and from that point on, I don't. Sing. I don't. Aww. I go with I go with friends to karaoke and I cheer them on, but I just I am not a singer. <laughs> How about we do We Will Rock You? Okay. Um, do we get to clap and stomp and all that stuff? Sure. Yes. Buddy, you're a boy. Make a big noise. Playing in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. Got mud on your face. You big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place. We will, we will rock you. We will. We will rock you. There we, go. we did it. <laughs> All right. We did it. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's the most thing anyone's gotten out of me. <laughs> you sound fine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Your fifth grade choir director was wrong. Oh, well, thank you. But then I then to back it up, um, my oldest son, who's 28, used to run the sound system when my husband and I taught children's church, and he would turn off my microphone. <gasps> oh, no. I know. See, I don't have a That's lot of positive awful. reinforcement on this. So, oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I've got much more positive reinforcement on my writing, so I think I'll stick with that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for doing this today. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for reading Web of Sin. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome. Can't wait to see what's next. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. I would love it if you would download these episodes and share, share, share. Thank you so much.